Hello and welcome to a long overdue episode of This Freaking Kid. Uh, I am your host, Sean. My pronouns are they, them. This is my co-host. Hugo, pronouns are also they, them. And uh, we record this podcast to catch up with Hugo on what he's been doing during the week while I'm at work. So been a while. Hugo has been very busy lately. Yeah. Um, so, Hugo, tell me what has been going on. Uh, I don't know, because I barely, I don't remember the weekend. Okay, well, that's okay. Um, I will prompt you on some things, so let's talk about... Let's talk about Dungeons and Dragons. Ooh. <clears throat> so, I introduced you to Dungeons and Dragons because it's one of my favorite pastimes. I uh, I play in two different games currently, and I run a third. Um, one of those games is a uh, standard Dungeons and Dragons 5th edition game that I play in. Uh, I also play in a modified Star Wars Dungeons and Dragons 5th edition game, uh, and I run a Pathfinder 2nd edition game, which is related to D&D, but isn't. Um, and, every once in a while, my co-host here will make up a D&D story of their own. Mm-hmm. So, uh, what interests you about Dungeons and Dragons and other role-playing games? Mm-hmm. Mostly the, um, style of, um, the game, or whatever the creators make the game. Mm-hmm. However the game is made, I really like to play the game, and then if I like it, play it a lot. If I don't really like it, I'll play it sometimes. So tell me what... Your interpretation of what a role-playing game, or specifically Dungeons and Dragons, is. Um, Dungeons and Dragons is basically a creativity game, mm-hmm. where you could basically do anything in. Mm-hmm. And because um, you could take on boss battles, or just take off on regular battles. Um, you can do stuff that's not battles. I mean, there's yeah. plenty of stuff. So you can explore. Yeah, one of my, so my favorite part of it, and how I like to interpret Dungeons and Dragons is, it's a storytelling game. It's a game where you tell stories together about whatever kind of world or situation you want to tell stories about. Um, peek behind the curtain, Hugo and I. Uh, a few weeks ago tried to record an episode uh, on the fly of a um, D&D type story of uh, a baby carnage symbiote yeah of a baby carnage from the Spider-Man comics and movies mm-hmm. yeah. um, symbiote um, but uh, I accidentally had my 
headphones connected, and so it only picked up my half of the conversation, so that was a lost special edition episode, but uh, it was very fun. Uh, I think it was nice having just a little story time with me and Hugo, where we could play a game together and tell a story, and it was fun. Um, Cool. So... um, Dungeons and Dragons has a lot of very fascinating creatures. Yeah. Uh, and some would call them monsters. I like to call them creatures because I don't like to... Use you know, a monster term. Because not all of them are bad. Yeah. Um, so, Hugo, what is your favorite monster? My favorite monster... Um, I don't know, because there could be any type of... Um, Creature or monsters, so I couldn't pick because there could be anything. You don't have a favorite at all? Yeah. No? They're all really cool. Well, I can talk about my favorite. My favorite um, is a creature called a kobold. And a kobold is a small, in stature, uh, reptilian humanoid. Um, the name kobold actually comes from, I believe, German, um, and is, yeah, but from the, the language German, um, I believe it's from the German and, uh, it translates to goblin, um, and they're, they serve a similar role in Dungeons and Dragons as goblins do in that they are generally considered, like, uh, little swarm creatures. So you have a lot of them uh, in an area. If you're in combat with them, they try to overrun you, um, not with raw power, but with numbers. Uh, I like kobolds because, um, at least in the D&D version and the Pathfinder version, they're little reptile people who uh, worship and think that they can become dragons, um, even though they never can. Uh, and... Uh, I just think they're they're fun. They make traps. They're like crafty, and uh, I just think they're kind of cute. Um, so, Hugo, what about um, so in specifically Dungeons and Dragons and its offshoots? There is this idea of character class. And this is reflected in a lot of video games, too. And it's not like class like in our society where it's a measure of your, uh, you know, financial position. It's a more of a job. Um, mm-hmm. How familiar are you with the different uh, character classes or jobs in D&D? Have we talked much about those? No. Okay. Um so you have your general, you know, your fighter or your wizard uh, or your cleric, which um, in this case is not someone who does clerical work, but is a priest. Um, you've got paladins who are holy warriors. You've got rangers who are um, kind of hunter type characters. Um, you've got druids who are like nature, um, nature priests who can shapeshift. Uh, you've got monks who are martial art experts. Um, you got bards who perform to uh, encourage their allies. 
Uh, you have barbarians, which is kind of a loaded term, but um, is uh, characters who like unleash a fury um, to aid them. Um, unfortunately, a lot of the stuff with character class is centered around combat, um, but I honestly prefer the other parts of uh, games where you're kind of more telling the story rather than just focusing on the combat. But yeah, everybody has their own their own preference. Yep. So now that you've heard all that, Hugo, what what kind of a character would you want to play? Hmm, I don't know. You don't know. Okay. Well, then let's switch topics. Um, so, in our last episode, we talked about LGBTQ stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, so, in this topic, uh, let's talk maybe about gender. So, Hugo and I both identify as non-binary. Yep. Um, and Hugo, um, why don't you talk about what you, what non-binary means to you in regards to gender? It means you're not a boy or a girl. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Um, and I think that that is important to, um, acknowledge and understand uh, some people think that there is only boys and girls which um, I'm sorry to tell anyone who is under that impression uh, that's not the case um, there's a whole spectrum and uh, you know non-binary is kind of an umbrella term um, some people consider themselves uh, like demi boy or demi girl which means they like are closer to uh, one end of the spectrum uh, man versus woman but uh, yeah I, I kind of consider myself uh, a little bit toward the ma- masculine side just because of my mannerisms and how I socialize but um, definitely not a man um, I uh, explained it to a, a partner of mine um, as uh she, you know, I was talking to her and she said uh, that she was having a hard time wrapping her head around it a little bit. Um, and I said, you know, how do you feel like deep down like you are a woman? Um, and she said, yeah, like I, I identify very strongly with being a woman. And I said, that's great. Um, but I don't uh, personally identify with being anything. Um, I really don't understand men. Um, I understand women a little bit. Um, but like a lot of the socialized behavior of men just completely baffles me. Um, and, uh, I just, I completely can't relate to be honest. Um, so I feel like I've been talking a lot this episode, um, Hugo, um, do you have any thoughts on, uh, your gender identity? The only thing that I know I'm strongly non-binary. Okay. Well, um, 
So to wrap up today, why don't you tell me about what you've done at BAPAs recently? And for those uh, just joining us, I can't imagine there are too many. Uh, BAPA is uh, our nickname for Hugo's grandpa. Remember I said I don't remember when to start? Yeah. Um, so you, I can prompt you a little bit, I guess, because uh, earlier today you told me that you went to a water park. Yep. Um, do you want to talk about that? Yes. So the first thing I want to talk about is the slide that nearly killed me. <laughs> okay. I um I have to climb to the, um the top of the um a wooden tower, mm -hmm. and um when I went down, it was like normal. A normal water slide until it launched me into a um, funnel. When yeah. I got down to the ton funnel, I got down, but then when I got out, my grandpa told, Papa told me that it was eight feet. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I call those kind of water slides toilet slides. Toilet slides. Because you go around the funnel. <laughs> oh yeah. Um, that's cool. Um, do you have anything else you want to say about the park? Um, yes. There's also, um, another one on the top of the wooden tower mm -hmm. that, um, that I went on a while after I went on to the, um, the one, the other one. The toilet side. Yeah. And, or, a.k.a. the, um, the Toilet, uh, the lightning twister. Mm, okay. Tunnel twister, I mean. Tunnel twister. Okay. Um, I went on the lightning run. The lightning run, you ha um, you have to um lay back, um, put your head forward, put um your arms behind your head. And uh, relax, and when you get to the bottom, um, and then it went around, it was like a regular no normal water slide. And then it ended, but it didn't end up in a pool. It ended up in a straight line in with walls, and you, I, and I didn't make it to the end of that because you, if, because the end, at the end there's the exit, mm -hmm. um, so I have to the walk all the way to the exit, mm -hmm. and then yeah. Um, but the bottom was full of water, so mm -hmm. it was good. And then there's another one at the bottom of the tower, mm -hmm. which when I went um, down, Papa thought I went down the blue one again. Mm -hmm. He said I have to leave, but then I told him about it, and then he was like, he said he um. He was like, oh, and then he, uh, then, and because I showed him, it went, like, went, when you go down for a little bit, it goes pitch black, some lights, mm -hmm. and then, uh, the, and then you're done. Mm -hmm. Uh, it's really fast, because it was at the bottom of the tower. There's also another one, which, uh, was near the tower, uh, but was it on the wooden tower? And um, you needed to take um, a little like uh, 
the like uh, what was the a float. Mm-hmm. Um and and I f- I went on it with Papa two times, but he was always on the front because mm-hmm. that makes it go faster. Mm-hmm. Um and um and um I went alone a couple times and it was very fun. Yeah. Yeah, and um there was also. Two other ones that you need a mat that you don't need mats for, but you could use a mat for. Mm-hmm. Um, the mats kind of make it go faster, but so a couple times I um got stuck, and the my mat went um in front of me, mm-hmm. and then when I got unstuck, then I went down. Mm-hmm. Just, I, I was stuck for a while. Yeah. that you got out cool well um that's the end of our show thank you for listening uh remember uh black lives still matter and fuck the police and uh don't take any calls from army recruiters because they're just trying to sign you up to get killed and they just have quotas and they're fucked up uh i love you